You are listening to the Hybrid Cloud How-To Series with host Andre Tost, brought to you by IBM. All right. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Hybrid Cloud How-To Series. I'm delighted to say that today we have Bala Rajamaran with us. Um, he is an IBM fellow, like many of the whole guests I have on this on this podcast, which uh, just so I don't want to repeat myself, but an IBM fellow is kind of the, the pinnacle of technical career you can have within IBM. So these are kind of the, think of them as the brains behind behind the company, so to speak. Um, so I was going to introduce Bala, but let's just go uh, have him introduce himself. So Bala, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to be where you are? Thanks, Andre. It's good to be talking to you as always. Um, so my name is Bala Rajaraman, as, as, as Andre said. I've been in IBM for a while. I mean, this has been uh, my company uh, and my only company that I've worked in. But interestingly, it is no two days have been the same. I've worked across various parts of IBM from our uh, our IBM Z systems to some of our management portfolio, which is called Tivoli, uh, to some of our middleware portfolio, uh, and to cloud. And over the last several years, 10 to be precise, I've been working on various of our cloud initiatives and our Red Hat initiatives. Uh, what's been really interesting about this journey is that I think from where I started, which was not a developer, but rather working on on the performance of systems uh, and the management of systems, it gave me kind of a, an interesting perspective on how to build software, how to the importance of manageability, the importance of of uh, of management capabilities in distributed systems and high performance systems. And so, to me, that is that's been a, a a kind of a fascinating aspect of how to learn about computing, not from not firstly from building a system out, but rather from understanding how systems are built and, and what are the characteristics we need for many of our enterprise customers. Okay. And and I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you spend a, a large portion of your time out there with enterprises, with customers, with companies actually building out IT systems and helping and consulting on them, right? Uh, yes, I do. I do. I think I think I spend a bunch of time on our product, but at the same time, uh, I think understanding what our clients want, their challenges, uh, particularly when it comes to uh, enterprises and some of the, the particular challenges they have, whether it's security, whether it is uh, reliability, whether it is um, uh, compliance, uh, mission critical systems uh, for banking or healthcare. I think being able to understand not only what they're doing, the the, the background in terms of their systems architecture that they come from, but how do we actually modernize them, move them to cloud? Uh, how do how does hybrid cloud play a role here, which is kind of the subject of this discussion? And then how do we actually effectively transform uh, many of our clients uh, to take the maximal advantage of uh, what cloud computing brings to them? Okay, so maybe maybe we should start there. Really, is to to go into okay, hybrid cloud. Obviously, our our CEO says we're we're the company of hybrid cloud, right? And so, but what does that mean? And I assume, obviously, we're not making statements like that in a vacuum. It means that we see that we see that need and we see that re resonate in the in the market out there. So, so that gets me to so as you're going around to all these enterprises, what is a hybrid cloud? What do you see them do? Yeah, I think I think I think that is kind of a, a very fundamental question. Uh, to me, hybrid cloud is not 
only about location. I think uh, many of the definitions of hybrid cloud kind of talk about something that's on-premises and something that's off-premises. I think there are many more dimensions of hybrid cloud beyond just a location. I think what we are seeing is that there's a significant amount of history in terms of application architectures, application architectures that are targeted for particular workloads, uh, different levels of SLAs, different levels of availability, um, different programming languages, different architectural styles that have evolved over time. And when we look at cloud and the value that it brings, it is more so an architectural model than a location model. When we talk about elasticity, when we talk about flexibility, when we talk about how uh, we can we can evolve to much more agile ways of delivering software and delivering software at scale, there's a significant amount of value. But what we're also seeing is that being able to evolve application architectures and evolve existing workloads to that requires a journey. And it requires a journey that needs to be optimized from a perspective of risk, from a perspective of, of um, uh, cost, from a perspective of skills, and a variety of other dimensions. And so what we are going to see is kind of a mixture of architectural styles, a mixture of locations, a mixture of, of the, 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 the foundational constructs that let you build these applications. To me, that is hybrid, which is being able to accommodate existing architectures, the newer architectures, existing modes of, of, of uh, where, you, where you create your systems, provision your systems, run your systems, the new models uh, from an off-premise perspective. And that continues to change. I mean, we are looking at things like edge and different styles of edges. And so the no notion of distributed cloud, distributed applications, et cetera, become really important. To me, that is hybrid, taking into, into account how do you construct the next generation of systems and the architecture behind them that spans all of these dimensions, locations, architectural styles, different locations and different ways to do things like uh, availability or, 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 um, or transactions or distributed workflows, uh, AI and managing data across those. All of those capabilities are what define hybridity and hybrid cloud in particular. And I think the, the reason to me where, why this is so critical is that this reflects really the journey of a variety of our existing enterprise clients and most other enterprise clients as they move forward. And given our, our capabilities, both in terms of the newer environments around cloud and cloud architectures, as well as our, our understanding of enterprise needs all the way from, from availability to security to compliance, I think we bring the best of the combination of these to be able to, to create true hybrid cloud architectures. And that's why it's something that, that uh, Arvind thinks is, is critical in terms of our competency and our success in the market. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting, I mean, you, I guess you could almost say, well, it's not hybrid cloud, it's hybrid IT, right? Because, you know, cl cloud in this, in, 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 this, in this context doesn't just represent where it runs, it also represents all these other things that you mentioned, kind of the application architectures and and the style of how I'm I'm driving software, so to speak, in a hybrid way. Now, obviously, the question then being, if if we now define that this is a a mix of things, old and new, and everything in between, so to speak, in all kinds of places, 
then what does that mean to management? So what, what are, what are the, the management challenges that that introduces that we might not have seen before? Uh, great question. I think, to me, the two areas that have been significantly affected in terms of the, the, the evolving of the newer architectural models are certainly how you build applications and how you deliver applications. And as a part of delivering applications, it's not only important to just build them, but you have to be able to run them and sustain them. So what, what is traditionally called the day two, day two operations. To me, that is the breadth of management. The, one of the key elements and the, and the reason why management is a challenge is because now you have different styles of management. Even if we take a simple example, like how do you deploy the next version of software? In the cloud world, you have many, many options like AB models being able to have graceful degradation and be able to have multiple versions run concurrently. And there are both application as well as delivery practices to enable that. If you look at the more traditional monolithic workloads, there had to be much more institutionalized ways, uh, not only to deploy it, but to understand the impact and manage the risk and change windows and so on and so forth. In a hybrid world, both of these need to be brought together the dependencies need to be understood. We have to apply the, the, the right technique for each of these given the architecture of the applications underneath it. But at the same time, we need to be able to do that in a way that continues to improve agility, that continues to improve responsiveness to the market, et cetera. To me, that is the foundational challenge of hybrid management, which is how do you bring together some of the newer opportunities and the newer capabilities, but also how do you improve upon managing existing systems, whether it be deployment automation, whether it be monitoring, whether it be full stack monitoring uh, and observability associated with that? How do you unify these two worlds so that at the end of the day, it manifests itself as improving the agility and the security and the, and the, and the, uh, all of the other attributes that become important for enterprises like availability and, and so on and so forth, bring those worlds together is a challenge of hybrid management and hybrid cloud management. And I think that that creates a lot of interesting questions and opportunity. Yeah, I mean, one one example of this is, I mean, we, we can talk about very specific examples. Take monitoring, for example, right? So now, if, you know, if we're going for the hybrid cloud, one of the challenges that I always see that, that when I speak to customers is that they say, I, here's an application that has many different components and ma many elements with it. I, and everything depends on everything, so to speak. And I'm trying to untangle that so that I can start moving in this journey towards cloud, that I can start moving some of these elements to a better place, so to speak, but others need to be left behind. Yet I still need to monitor them as a coherent set. And that almost means that I need to have kind of a level of abstraction, so to speak, that I that I cannot just monitor, say, my mainframe. I cannot just monitor a specific public cloud provider. I need to monitor my application that has components running in all of these places. And that kind of drives the need for a management plane that maybe I haven't had in that form before. Would you agree with that? Oh, no, I would completely agree with that. And if you look at monitoring, I mean, there are tools, and one could argue that you can bring some of these tools together. I think the, the focus, again, of management and, and even as an exemplar monitoring is around agility. So when you look at, at, it is not about having tools for each component. It's about, as to your point, about how it links together. Because if you have to be agile and you have to deliver outcomes, you have to be able to understand 
the end-to-end -end delivery of a particular business function. And for that, you have to not only be able to monitor all of that, but you have to be able to respond to what you see from a monitoring perspective. You have to have the degree of automation behind it. Um, interestingly, I think some of these hybrid cloud challenges become more interesting when you look at things like scaling. So if, if you want to be, uh, for example, be able to accommodate uh, variations in workloads, certainly cloud gives you very, very flexible models that are not as scaling and so on and so forth at, at every level. If your hybrid environment consists of more, the more traditional systems and the more monolithic systems, they, in some cases, have different ways of scaling. In some cases, they have limitations on how they can scale. I mean, they, they, they may not be, they may not be structured to do horizontal scaling. They might be, they may, they might have a preference for vertical scaling. So, interestingly, when you look at management and you look at some of these, the ability to manage your environment, your hybrid application to these requirements, it crosses the boundary between development and operations because when you have scaling that happens in different ways, you have to have you have to match the impedance between them. You have to have structures around how do you cache them, how do you how do you how do you sequence and 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 throttle transactions to your backend systems. Many of those also have impact from an application architecture perspective. So that's what's interesting about this new hybrid world, which is that if you think about it as management and think about it as how do I observe the systems, I think that certainly there's there's enough challenges there. But as you look towards agility as a foundation and you look at all of these other dimensions, you come up with a whole bunch of interesting capabilities and opportunities. And this is what we've really been focusing on, right? When you talk about a control plane, it's about looking at not just individual dimensions of management, but how we can look at the, the overall alignment of the various management functions to achieve uh, business outcomes. So to me, that is the fascinating part of hybrid management as we go forward. Yeah, you mentioned you, you, you mentioned something interesting earlier in terms of higher degree of automation. The way I think about it is that in cloud computing, or one of the, the, the benefits of cloud computing is is quicker time to market, right? Being able to address needs of the business more quickly and translating that into solutions and applications that I can run. And kind of what comes with it then is the need for a higher degree of automation. And that is not just saying, I need to be able to automatically deploy systems and so forth and 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 bring changes out there, but also how do I now manage it, right? How do I ensure security, reliability, and what have you, and how do I apply automation on that? And obviously an area that we're now taking a really close look at is to say, not only do I want to automatically manage it, but I want to also intelligently manage it, right? And that kind of introduces a whole new set of technologies to the picture all of a sudden. Oh, yes, indeed, indeed. I mean, I think deployment is just the beginning, right? Because you have to maintain it over the rest of the life cycle. You have to do things like backups. You have to do things like manage availability across different components that have different availability requirements, but more importantly, their architecture permits different models of availability. Uh, and distribution of those capabilities. So I think automation across all of these, whether you're automating from a dev perspective and a test perspective, whether you're operating, whether you're automating it from being able to understand the security posture or conditioning the target environments or you're automating compliance, automation is the foundation. 
both from an IT perspective as well as from a business perspective. And the interesting part about management and moving to a higher level of automation is how you can get certainty or a higher degree of certainty in understanding your, your, the environment in which the application is deployed as well as the dependency between the various components of the application. And this is what lets you then not only automate to a higher level, but also to your point, have a higher degree of intelligence because now you have a context between of the dependency between these various components. And that's really what we've been doing with a lot of our capabilities around uh, observability with, with Instana and some of our focus on AI ops uh, as a mechanism to do that. So all of this is building upon the, 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 the importance of management and hybrid cloud. And one of the other things we've been talking about consistently in a lot of this is the importance of a, of a platform. The more consistent a platform gets, the higher level of automation, the higher level of automation, the more uh, scope of and more intelligence that you can get in management. So it's the strategy really builds upon each of these elements, which is a consistent platform, uh, where automation plays a role, whether it's from an observability perspective or a backup or a HA to more and more intelligence being imbued in that so that it becomes more uh, uh, lights out uh, to, to a certain extent. So if I want to bridge all of that into coming back to this point we had earlier about application development and kind of what's what's the software development lifecycle and management. And I think what, what probably most... Um, IT shops do these days is what they would say, we are doing DevOps. We're kind of bridging that divide between the developer and the operational environment by putting automated tools in place, by um, establishing this notion of, of, of DevSecOps, you know, that, that's been added to that equation lately, I think, um, because security is so instrumental in there. How does that relate to management now? Or is that is DevSecOps just an aspect of management and using the same kind of tools, or is that still kind of more on the development side? Yeah, I think I think DevSecOps is, and then actually we've been moving even further to DevSecRegOps. I think to a lot of from a lot of perspectives or opinions, it's really in the front end of development, but. I mean, it's always been my refrain that we should call it ops dev, not dev ops. And maybe this, I'm just biased because of my my management history, but uh, all the same. Um, I think there's several several elements here in, 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 the, in, in dev sec ops. To me, the first thing is that management is not something you do after you build. It is something that you build for. So build to manage or build for manageability is an important concept. So from a dev perspective, even if you just take dev, I think institutionalizing some of the key practices around management, uh, circuit breaker patterns, for example, and so on and so forth, become really in, important. Uh, the ability to instrument critical parts of the application the ability to set up environments where you can you're, you're as stateless as possible, or your state is is is, um, is separate from the application itself, is really important because all of that in 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 many ways affects foundational principles of management, whether it is high availability, uh, whether it is failure recovery, et cetera, et cetera. So building to manage is really important. 
The second part of ops, which is, okay, if I do have an application, how do I smoothen the process so that when something is built and it's delivered into production, that it can be maintained? Uh, a lot of the, 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 the instrumentation or the structure of the application can be, can be integrated or aligned with some of the management tools. The ability to, especially for enterprises, to ensure that the key enterprise requirements, whether it's security or whether it's compliance or whether it's instrumentation and evidence about compliance are all generated and, and instrumented appropriately so that the transition from building a new function to getting it running in a secure and uh, an enterprise ready way, which is, includes things like uh, availability and compliance and so on and so forth, that process should be made as quick as possible. So the connection between these two worlds, which is how do I build so that it can get into a, a production state easily? And then once it's in a productive state, how do I, how is it actually integrated into all of the other tools that enterprise IT needs to, needs to use to ensure uh, adhesion to, to, to compliance and other requirements? How does that happen? That process to me is what DevSecOps is. So and, yes, and it's yeah. not just the tools, right? It's it's the roles too. I mean, say take for example the S, the role of the SRE, kind of a a more recent, recently appearing role, right? But that plugs right into that, right? Oh yes, it does. And and SRE is an interesting bridge between uh, Dev and Ops, and and especially as we scale into very complex applications with many dependencies, etc. And in the hybrid world, where not everything is structured the same way with the same visibility or the same observability with the same behaviors, I think the role of an SRA becomes even more important in terms of bridging and, and, and understanding the characteristics of the individual components of a hybrid system. So I think the, the role of an SRE from an enterprise perspective and being able to think about the, the application architecture and the component architectures and being able to to support minimal risk and maximum availability is 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 a very interesting role uh, in terms of of where we see enterprise sre going to do you see a lot of that i mean as you're talking to all these enterprises do all of them have a role and a discipline as an SRE well-established and filled, or is that still kind of an emerging thing? No, I think, I think it's an emerging thing. I think it's an emerging thing as a lot of enterprises modernize their estate. So I think in many of these cases, it's called digital transformation or enterprise modernization or application modernization. To me, application modernization is not about just decomposing an application into something that's cloud native or containerizing an application. It's about bringing in both a thoughtful architecture around applications that, that includes manageability. It's about transforming the operating model to have different roles like SRE and being able to interface with existing systems in ways that not only support this end-to-end -end delivery of function, but also things like strangler patterns and others so that you can progressively modernize some of the existing systems that you have as well. So I think I, that is a really, really good question because I think SRE is part of a, of a more cohesive look 
at how enterprises need to look at transforming to uh, to uh, to cloud. Okay, and by the way, I mean the, obviously this is a, the management in this in this context is an exercise of IT, right? It's an IT problem. At the same time, we keep saying that, especially the pandemic has probably just amplified a trend that's already been there towards digitalizing business, right? And these these things, so so there is a direct impact on business from from all of the things we just talked about. Absolutely. I mean, I think management of IT without really factoring in the value that it provides to business and the insights it provides to business is is to a certain extent meaningless. Um, I think what we are starting to see, and this is kind of the the one of the, the more interesting aspects of cloud is that from a horizontal perspective, we look at things like DevSecOps as, as kind of bringing things together. But another dimension is to look at how from a business application all the way down to the infrastructure to networks to storage, you have more and more automation and control. So a particular business application that needs to support a particular workload with a particular um, scale characteristic or with a particular performance characteristic now has the ability to go all the way down from the application to storage or to particular network behaviors and change that dynamically depending on needs and so on and so forth. So when I look at management, it is it is absolutely tied to business outcomes. And in the traditional landscape, it was separated between things like business process monitoring or application monitoring and then underlying infrastructure and infrastructure monitoring or management. I think more and more we are seeing that come together, which is, I mean, if you look at things like some of the APM capabilities, but more importantly, when you look at provisioning, when you look at some of the, the APIs that are exposed uh, from a from a to that can be taken advantage of when you deploy your applications or when you when you scale up your applications, the the connection between these two worlds is is absolutely the goal of what management should be. All right. Well, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Um, in to to kind of wrap it up, I I'd, I'd like to go back to something you said at the very beginning that I thought was really inspiring is this this definition of hybrid cloud in a really broad way that says hybrid cloud is not just where stuff runs it's also the influence of application architecture application development styles um management styles and so forth all of which comes together in this in this in this term hybrid cloud so i thought that was a really important point to make um any any parting comments on that no i think this is this is uh to me this is a this is a really interesting area it's ripe for innovation i think when if you look at uh, the complexity of some of these environments if you and again going back to the to the to the point about hybrid right we are seeing disaggregation of components we are seeing different models being applied at different for different architectures in different locations the impact of of this distribution is that the the management becomes even more important because we could have we could we could in the past have particular behaviors that that you can condition within a data center now when you have disaggregated it whether it's security whether it is uh, whether it's a behavior of these individual clouds whether it's behavior of edges um, the reliability of some of these components or the availability of some of these components is changing and so looking at 
management across this landscape and making that a central part of how you define applications, number one. And secondly, how do you actually make that feasible, given that it is a, it is distribution, distributed computing is always harder. And so getting to a notion of a consistent platform, getting to the ability to have consistent tools on that platform, that combination of things is becoming more and more apparent with a lot of our enterprise customers. And as importantly, when you look at these complex environments, new techniques like how do you apply AI to it? How do you apply AI to a variety of disciplines from a management perspective? Uh, so the notion of AI ops is becoming really interesting as well. So to me, this is this is a fun area. Lots of uh, lots of opportunity. Lots of opportunity for innovation. Uh, and so I'm actually pretty jazzed by it. All right. Yeah, I agree. It's a fun area. Well. Thanks a lot for coming. This was this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you spending some time with us. Yeah. Thanks, Andre. It was great. And that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for listening and see you all next time.